0: Thank <music> Episode number two of the Bitcoin Podcast. D back again with another episode of On Wrapping with D. So if you've never heard On Wrapping with D, this is the show where I attempt to provide a audio journal of the pulse on what it's like for anyone who is new to Bitcoin and has questions uh, that still don't have answers, or <clears throat> anyone that is completely, completely fresh to Bitcoin and has never heard of it at all and they want to an on ramping and it's just it's it's just a show where i try to bring on newcomers and i had this idea when i was thinking of like what is it like for the person when there's this huge technological innovation going on and they keep hearing about it but don't really know what it is and they want to get involved with it so i kind of made this show as an audio journal of that and so we've got another guest on the show today, who wants to be on Rant, and I will let him tell his history and, and tell introduce himself right now.
1: What's going on, guys? Um, I'm Brandon Bradshaw. I'm from Missouri, St. Louis area. What? Uh, I was originally introduced into Bitcoin, probably senior year of my high school. Um, I was listening to a different podcast, and they were talking about it. And then a couple of years later, I was hanging out with some of my friends. And then the word Bitcoin came up. I kind of forgot about it. I thought it was cool. Didn't really think it was going to be a thing back then. I uh, looked into it a little bit. And then, next thing you know, I hear people talking about it. And I'm like, wait, wait what did you say? Did you just say Bitcoin? And they're like, yeah. And then, <laughs> then I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Times have changed. Oh, yeah. And, uh, So I guess I just kind of wanted to get involved in there. I mean, ever since I started looking into it again, it's kind of become an obsession at this point. Yeah, it can quickly
0: become that way. So funny story, my entire extended family is from St. Louis, and I actually spend a lot of time in St. Louis. Yeah, um, I go to St. Louis at least once a year. Um, My grandma lives, uh, what's the name of that road? I don't know the name of the road, but yeah, man, I go to St. Louis all the time, so it's a like, what cool area street.
1: is she in? Like, like downtown area
0: or outside a little bit? Not downtown. It's outside a little bit. Um, Halls, Halls Ferry. Is that the name of the road she lives off of?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I'm kind of from like St. Charles area, so a little bit farther than that, but. Okay. Yeah, she's, <coughs> she's, man.
0: It's crazy. It's a small world. Like my entire yeah. family's St. Louis. I'll be out in St. Louis in July, right? Actually. So Hell yeah. So um, but anyways, um, yeah, Bitcoin. It's an obsession. <laughs> um, it became my obsession to the point where we ended up making that show. And it is still my obsession. So, what I'd like to know is a lot of this show is trying to answer questions that you have. So, what what do you got, man? What were some still some gaps in your knowledge that
1: I can help kind of build? Well, a bridge? originally originally I just wanted to like get involved because I mean, obviously investing in it, you know, that's all fun games, but it gets a little hectic sometimes and I mean, I see this being a huge thing, an entire industry at some point. And so I'm just trying to like dive in deep and I've been trying to do that for a while, never really figure out like where to start
0: Oh, you know, okay. I see all
1: these people doing great things. And like, I was just kind of stuck in this like limbo area of what do I do to get involved?
0: And then when,
1: that's when the school, the university I attend is like super pro organization type stuff. So they like, they fund a lot of organizations and it's pretty easy to start one up. So I figured like I'd see who else wanted to get involved in that and It was me and some of my friends that had this idea, and we kind of just went at it, and Mm -hmm. this is where we are. (laughs) So you made a group on campus, right? Yeah. What's it called? Uh, The Blockchain Club, so
0: BTC for short. Blockchain Club, nice. Um, Or TBC, the Blockchain Club.
1: Oh my bad. It's it's Blockchain Technologies Club. Blockchain Technologies Club. Yeah, that's what it okay. is. Okay. Um how many people so far? Uh I think we have like thirteen. Damn, thirteen I mean, people. Yeah, we started it probably like two or three weeks ago. You got that
0: high with pizza parties, didn't you? Hey. Everyone <laughs> knows you bring the pizza every time. Um wow, that's that's pretty good. Is it a nice mix of people or is it like what
1: what kind of people come to the club so far? Uh, it's definitely started out with some of the people I was closest with, but then, I mean, we started getting applications from just people that we have no idea who they are. So we really awesome. haven't, because the school year just ended, so we really haven't had like a good fresh start. And we've already got people interested. Mm, that's good. The what do you guys kind of talk about at your meetings? Uh, well, something big that was happening was there was actually someone in a different club that was like basically the IT club that ended up getting in a ton of legal trouble for um, money laundering. And somehow it involved Bitcoin. And he like just basically just disappeared, got kicked off, gotten a bunch of legal trouble. And so the Dean of the college of business was like, Hey, I mean, obviously this is a prevalent thing. Now we need people to talk about the legal aspects, like how to not, get arrested and (laughs) how to like implement these in safe ways (laughs) and just educate the populace.
0: Well, I think I can help there. So when it comes to being an American, uh, which is what we are, um, the legal standing of Bitcoin is that it is a digital commodity. It's just a commodity. So if you're buying and selling it, you need to keep track of that. And when you sell it, if you made a gain, then you have to pay your capital gains tax. Now, I shouldn't have to go into money laundering, and I'm not the expert to go into money laundering, but it's actually quite simple. If someone hands you a pile of cash and it says, I want you to make a fake transaction with this cash and right. then put this cash somewhere else, that is money laundering, and you shouldn't do that. That is a no-no. <laughs> not um, a great idea. That's, that's not the best idea. Um, So... To whoever that guy was who was running the IT club that thought money laundering was a great idea, um, that is false. So yeah. when it comes to the, the legal, I understand where Dean would be very um, sensitive to the legal aspect of Bitcoin. So to use Bitcoin as a currency, it is perfectly legal and perfectly fine. To use Bitcoin as an investment vehicle, it is perfectly legal and it is perfectly fine. That's it. There's there. That's that's what it boils yeah. down to. Um, uh, obviously, the dean is going to see a lot of horror horror stories. Like uh, Bitcoin is used to buy um, black tar heroin on the <laughs> internet. Now that at one point that was very prevalent and very true, but that was for a very short amount of time, and it's not exactly smart to do. Because,
1: also you can buy it with cash. So
0: Yeah, I mean most people do just buy it with cash. Dirty, <laughs> gringy, old hundred dollar bills. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's probably more prevalent than people buying it with Bitcoin. But the thing about buying bad things with Bitcoin is just like buying bad things with cash. You're gonna eventually get caught and Bitcoin is pseudonymous. So eventually if they really care that much about taking your ass to jail they're going to track you down it's they don't care about the the cost and man hours the cost and computation power they're going to track you down and you're going to get you're going to go to jail right. so <coughs> excuse me i think to make your dean kind of ease up ease off on is bitcoin used for money laundering is bitcoin used for bad things you can answer it honestly and say Yes it is. You can also say but so is cash and right. I'm not going to promote that's that sort of behavior with this club. You know, it's right. you know that's not what we do. So yeah, of course when it comes to making transactions any standard issue wallet keeps a record of your transactions, right? And so if it ever comes to anything where you have to prove to any sort of legal entity you'll have it there. Now, you know, I don't I don't understand uh, anything other than that, and the legal right. standing of it is uh it's a commodity.
1: So, um so how do you or what do you know about the whole auditing thing because I've heard in like in the news and stuff that like I think Coinbase was getting an audit or something at one point. Well, yeah,
0: Coinbase is actually fighting the IRS right now because the IRS basically came in and did something that was very overreaching and said we want the transaction history of all of your customers. Right? And that that's a that's an infringement on privacy pretty big right. time. But they're the IRS, you know, they're government, so they're like, yeah, it's cool that you disagree with us, but we have aircraft carriers. So <laughs> you should probably listen to what we say. So Coinbase is fighting that and they're basically saying what what the IRS was trying, trying to get at is they still think that Bitcoin is used for like terrorist activity and really bad things. And they're also concerned if people are kind of sheltering their money so they don't pay the right amount of taxes. Right? So the IRS thinks they're doing a good job. They don't think that they're infringing on privacy whatsoever. Um, it's less of an audit and more of a we want to audit your customers. Mm which is very, very unfair. It's basically the IRS being lazy, right? Imagine you're someone that I think is hiding your money so you don't have to pay taxes. But then I figure out there are like millions of you and you use one service. Well, instead of me doing the due diligence and spending all the resources and manpower, I'm going to go to Coinbase because I know that there are millions of Brandons That are doing the same thing. I suspect they've been doing the same I'm going to go to Coinbase. Now, from a saves me lots of time and money standpoint, it's good on the IRS. They can go straight to Coinbase and get everybody's transaction history and start picking them off one by one if that is actually happening. From a standpoint of what is right and what is wrong, you've got to go one by one to those people that you suspect. Right. So that's the ins and outs as far as from what i know of it i think that irs is wrong i think that if they're if they care they need to go one one by one i mean if they can if they can audit every freaking republican senator from here to timbuktu then they can audit people that they think are hiding their money and not paying taxes mm-hmm. oh while well, we're on that topic pay your taxes so <laughs> um you know like every if when you make a big ticket purchase with bitcoin you need to log it and when it's tax season next season report it as capital gains just just do it like it sucks but paying taxes is a part of life and so just pay your taxes
1: like, now is there a certain <clears throat> amount that like is there a certain threshold of when, what dollar amount that you need to record it that
0: I don't know um that I don't know. But what I do do is I keep a transaction history from Coinbase cuz I do most of my spending through Coinbase through the Shift card
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um you know it I just I'm just going to be ready. Like cuz Governments are governments, right? Mm-hmm. And if out of the blue, an entire small group of people starts getting incredibly wealthy from a thing, they're going to try and get some free money from that. That's mm-hmm. how governments work. They're like, we're going to come get those taxes. So just keep your transaction history updated. and Keep a good idea of how much money you owe in taxes and just pay it. Like <clears throat> There's really no way around it. If you don't pay it now, they're going to make you pay it later. That's going to be even worse. Yeah. So that's the first time I've kind of given that advice. Um, I would say just keep it in Bitcoin and you don't have to worry about capital gains at all. Like if you just keep it as an investment and you never sell it, you always just stay. You don't have to file taxes until you sell it. So. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm there. I am there.
1: Yeah. So what else you got? Uh. How what do you think about all like the altcoin bubble? <laughs> altcoin bubble? Um Because I know there's a lot of like especially with people in my group, there's a lot of coins that we find much more interesting than Bitcoin and Ethereum itself. Mm, not Ethereum, but Litecoin and
0: Oh yeah, man. Altcoins. Like the, I'm to the f I'm to the point now where I'm gonna stop calling them altcoins <clears throat> and start calling right. them digital assets. Because that's what they are. They're a digital asset that has high functionality in a digital realm. And and that's just what they do. I'm I'm a fan. At first, I thought Bitcoin could do all. Bitcoin could do everything. But I think absolutionism and absolutist thoughts are kind of dumb and unwise to begin with. Mm -hmm. Like You can't ever say, everything is this or everything is that. Because you know that that's false. There's always going to be something that negates that and so i think these digital assets that are coming on board that do very 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 needed things um i don't think they're going anywhere uh i especially think ethereum should stop being called an altcoin it should just be a digital asset because it does something that bitcoin can't do right now and even if rootstock the sidechain comes on that supposedly is going to allow you to do Ethereum-like functions on Bitcoin. It's almost like Ethereum was the first mover there. Like so, where Bitcoin was the first mover for a currency and for a proof of work, Ethereum was the first mover for smart contracts and basically adding very basic logic to transactions. I mean, that's the main
1: difference, right? Right, and I don't, I don't want to call anything an alt- Altcoin, that's, I mean, like Digibyte, they now have a partnership with Counter-Strike, League of Legends, um, Minecraft. Yep. And like a few games to some people. And I think Sia Coin or or SYS Coin, however you say that. Yeah, I think they're doing something with Microsoft now. Yeah. I mean, partner with them.
0: Yeah, they're these digital assets that have a high function. You know, Bitcoin can't do it all. And to think that Bitcoin could do it all would almost be like thinking that you don't have physical constraints or algorithmic constraints on its system right now. Like, we know Bitcoin's going to get an upgrade. Hopefully it comes soon. (laughs) But right now, Bitcoin has constraints, and these other assets are filling that void. So... My thoughts on it is make sure you get yourself a portfolio, so sign up for Prism when it starts up. <laughs> that Did you read about Prism?
1: Uh-uh, not really. I haven't looked into it.
0: Oh, man. Well, Shapeshift. I know you know Shapeshift. Yeah. Um, They have a new company called Prism that they're starting up. I don't know if it's a company or a um service where you can basically build a digital asset portfolio. You click which assets you want in it, like you just click, I want some of this coin, some of that coin, some of whatever coin, and then you mm-hmm. send it a bunch of Bitcoin or you send it a bunch of whatever coin that you do own, and it will diversify your holdings automatically, mm. right? So yeah. you can take your lump of Bitcoin that you have, send it to Prism, and it builds out a diverse digital asset portfolio for you.
1: So just a little simple. Simpler than diversifying your own portfolio, I guess.
0: Yeah, it takes some of the thought out of it. Like, right now I have my own diversified por- portfolio. But that means I have four different wallets to check. I have, you know, <laughs> I have all right. of this four different wallets to check. I have different passwords to know. I have, it just is a layer. It's layers on layers of confiscation when
1: all I really you- need. Right. Huh? What do you feel about the recent drops? Like, have you checked any of the exchanges today? Oh, that's just Bitcoin.
0: Yeah. Like, I got. I mean, people people will get upset that it dropped, but it went up in just the same amount of time. It right. went up like eight hundred dollars in two days. Like, it's ridiculous yeah. how that happens. But that's part of having a risky investment. Now, and
1: now, one to run into. I've heard people like. Oh, Bitcoin, this and that. It's not an investment. You don't get dividends. I mean... Uh, that, I mean...
0: Yeah, they're talking about very specific types of investments. Right. Um, like, mainly blue chips give you dividends. Um, some funds give you dividends. But Bitcoin is a is a more of a currency. So if you invest in gold, you're not going to get paid in dividends. You just get paid if gold appreciates in value. Right. So they're kind of thinking but, of it yeah. incorrectly. That's, that's a good comparison. Like, it's a, it's a purchasing power kind of thing. Like, yeah. right now, Bitcoin has $2,000 roughly of purchasing power. Mm-hmm. That's one whole Bitcoin, right? Um, gold has, what, 1,400 a gram or an ounce of gold worth of purchasing power. It's not necessarily like a stock. And when we, before we started the interview, you said when a Bitcoin was $10 a share. Well, it's not in shares. Bitcoin isn't in shares. Right. It's like a currency. So it's like it costs $10 for a whole Bitcoin. Just like it costs one point some odd dollars for Canadian money. Like there's just yeah. an exchange.
1: I'm still super salty about how low it was when I first looked into it. Oh, man. Don't. <laughs> when
0: our good friend Dr. Petty originally told me about Bitcoin, it was like $30 per, and I just so happened to have some stacks I could have thrown into it, but I was being yeah. the conservative, smart, adult right. investor, and I was like, <laughs> get out of here with your Monopoly money, Corey. I don't want that <laughs> bullshit, but uh,
1: yeah, now this <laughs> be leads a
0: wealthy to the question. man.
1: Huh? My bad. Now, now this leads me to the question, how do you feel about this whole um, digital gold uh Digix, or I don't even know how you, What's it called. No, I'm unfamiliar with Digix. Um really? Is that a
0: different asset, different digital yeah, asset? Yeah, it's just
1: another one of those small coins that I don't, if you go to their website, it's got a bunch of fancy, you know, talk, but I don't, I just don't know how I feel about it. I mean, they say it's backed by gold or something as well. I think that kind of defeats the purpose. Don't really understand it. I
0: don't know. You know, I don't want to talk about things I don't know i should I right. should probably um do a little research on it um mainly I'm still trying to learn everything there is to know about Bitcoin right. and about ethereum now, I know a good amount about Litecoin because I mind it, but um that's kind of my wheelhouse um mm-hmm. I think some of these digital assets are great, and when I see one that um is worthwhile like i'll I'll throw a little money at it. But that one, I don't know anything about.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's just something I saw. You should educate um, me,
0: educate people in the Slack. <laughs>
1: I'll bring it up and see what they say, just because like I don't really know anything about it either. But some people seem to like it. Yeah, I
0: mean, there's there's a ton of people in our Slack now. We're surprised at how many people there are, how little they talk sometimes. But sometimes you'll check Slack and there's like 400 messages in there. Yeah, so it's like it's up and down but
1: um what about any other questions uh do you have a preference for hardware storage cuz i know i know a lot of friends that are super interested in that and i know you had uh who would you have on the podcast i forgot her name um we had she's from Treasure
0: we had yeah that's what it was man we have so many episodes it's hard to Remember Alana Shriva- Alana Shrenovia uh, yeah. from from Trezor, but she's not with Trezor any longer. Trezor's a great wallet. Um, I think right now I'm leaning towards Ledger. Uh, Ledger's doing some bang a bang up job right now. Um, let's see. Uh, we got Ledger Ledger does a good job. Trezor does a good job. I have a Keep Key. I love Keep Key. Um, it's very user friendly. Uh, but keep key is kind of like I don't think they're doing too hot as far as from selling a lot of those keep keys standpoint. Yeah. So, you know that is what it is. Uh, when I do switch, it's probably gonna be to Ledger or Ledger Blue. Um. Yeah, man. I would say, I would say Ledger, Treasure, Keep Key. Gotcha. Those are my top three. Uh, but Ledger's winning the game right now. Ledger Minis, Ledger Blues. I think what I think is really going to be the game changer Mm -hmm. is when Visa goes full digital asset and you can have a Ledger Blue and it comes with a key fob and they communicate with radio frequency and then they also communicate to your cell phone. So when you're at home, you can load up your key fob with however much value on it you want From your Ledger Blue. And then when you're out and about, as long as you have your cell phone within Bluetooth range of your key fob, you can just scan at a payment like, hey, that cup of coffee is going to be whatever. You're like, cool. And then you see on the little point of sale machine, hey, it's time to pay. You tap it on the near field communicator. It accepts the payment and you just walk away. How do you feel
1: about the ATMs?
0: I hate the idea. Really? of an ATM. It just doesn't make any sense. Like it used to be the quick way to access money that you had in a bank, but right. Bitcoin is so totally different from thinking like that. Like people say checking and savings like it's it's way different than thinking along those lines. Yeah. Though so I hate the idea of a Bitcoin ATM because no one's like holding your money. It's your wallet that you're getting your money from. Yeah. So I think it's just an an unnecessarily layer unnecessary layer that we've built up in the community and I don't think the idea of the ATM working like that is sustainable. I do like however Andres's idea of an ATM being a learning kiosk that you put in a bazaar or you put in a marketplace where people have time to learn about the technology. And yeah, they're just they're just have you ever seen someone new try to use an ATM a bitcoin no. ATM? I mean, it yeah. Is a shit show. They're like, what? what I got to sign up with this website. Then I got to buy a wallet. So I got to sign up with that website. Then I got to get an app on my phone. So I got to sign up with the app. And then I got to buy some. And then I got to wait. And then I got to. It's just, ter- it's a clusterfuck. Like, it is not ideal. We need to do away with them or think of a better, better system. So, yeah. Um, I think that I mean. Do you have any more questions? You you
1: shoot them in the slack because we got to wrap up. But yeah, I got you. No, uh, I guess just. I mean, this whole club on at Missouri State. Uh, reach out to me. They can at my Gmail, BradshawBrandon03 at Gmail. Um, there's about three or four other clubs in the United States. I know they have one at MIT, one at Berkeley, and then I think one at Stanford. And about that, about that's about it so awesome you know we should or anything let me know
0: if we could coordinate well enough i would like to maybe do like a skype or a google hangout session with your club and answer questions from people as they come so yeah you know try and coordinate with us in slack and we can try and work out a time frame for that to happen and that would be really cool absolutely yeah we'll we definitely want you awesome well brandon um, it was good talking with you. Thank you for writing in. That was like what, almost two years ago now uh, yeah. where you wrote in and you let us know you, you liked the show and we were doing good things. So thank you for that. And, and keep up the yeah, good no. work at your university. Uh, tell your dean to relax. There's no money laundering going on. Uh, <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah. Or actually just don't say anything because usually when somebody's hey, like, don't yeah, don't off. worry, I'm not money laundering. <laughs> they are. So <laughs> just don't, <laughs> don't say anything. And if he has any questions, you can direct them to me as well. Um, but anyways, um, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for spreading the word about the show. I know you do. Um, and uh, looking forward to talking to you more in the Slack.
1: Yeah, no, couldn't thank you enough. Have a good one, man. You too. Thank you.